All right, everybody. I'm Matt, and I'm here with Bob Penalone. This is the Analysis. Welcome, Apple iTunes subscribers. First hey. pod on Apple. What's going on, Bob? Hey, man. Thank you. It feels good to be on Apple. It feels feels clean. Yeah, clean, clean, and uh, sophisticated, legitimate. Uh- and I hope the people out there are ready for some fireworks. Ooh, Fourth of July preview. Okay, happy we're recording Fourth this of July, on Monday. Mr. Hazard. Hey, Bob Penlon, happy Fourth of July to you too. So it's March, or it's fuck, it's uh, July third on a Monday. Uh, a little fireworks preview. We're gonna be talking um, some new films on streaming services that you may have missed in the cinemas. Right after that uh, kind of Oscar lull, there's a. Um, Quite a lot that kind of came out, and uh, I only saw a couple, and I know that uh, a few of those films kind of went by the wayside. There, there wasn't too many must-sees, right. if I remember. Well, yeah, me and you, we just do so much heavy lifting, and I know we're kind of, uh, you know, we're not the norm in terms of people seeing every single movie nominated for an Oscar, but we do. And so that's a lot of heavy lifting from the months. Basically, uh, uh, early November through January, uh, where we're seeing upward around three or four movies a week trying to keep up. And especially, especially once the nominations comes out and you're cleaning up all the movies that you feel like you need to catch up on, the Hacksaw Ridges, if you will. Uh, yeah. And so once that season ends, we kind of, you know, there's some good stuff that comes out that we're just kind of too exhausted to get out and see. And we would kind of wait around for stream season, which is is kind of what we're talking about today. Exactly. So coming up, we got uh, Lego Batman movie. We got The mm-hmm. Edge of Seventeen, uh, which was actually a 2016 movie. Uh, came out in November. Um, did the festival circuit, and then uh, Life, the uh, sci-fi thriller, came out in March. Um, Correct. So yeah, all three of these, I was like, oh yeah, I'd kind of like to see that. But then it's just you know, I just seen a, a shitload of movies, and then yeah, I'm kind of doing these AF5 films uh, sent to my door, so kind of you know trying to get caught up on those so these were a few i remember like it was either lego batman or i was gonna go see guardians of the galaxy or something like that it was like you know you have to to make a few choices so these are a few that i waited to come out on streaming or dvd and now that they have uh we've been able to watch them and let's let's, just chop it up yeah uh let's start with uh i don't know lego batman how about that let's start with lego batman uh, first impressions. I'll I'll throw it to you. First of all, I got a ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and mo and all three of these movies were not not that it's the end all be all, uh, but you know pr- normally a good barometer for uh, a quality film. Um, and all three of these movies ended up scoring pretty decent on Rotten Tomatoes in terms of their reviews critically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I I thought it was fun enough uh, to how spike about you? the interest. Yeah, I mean, I I knew I kind of knew what it was going to be. Um, I, and it was, it, I knew it was going to be fun, and it was. Uh, you know, the the Lego movie was great. Um, I think that was probably a bit more su- successful, and that it was fresher. This is just Correct. this is. But an- Batman in the Lego movie was the best character, in my yeah. opinion. Mm-hmm. Well, and that is because of Will Arnett. Correct. And so this Our movie, boy yeah, on the back Arrested of development, exactly. Cl- 
spicy chicken fingers with club <laughs> sauce. Club sauce. <laughs> St- still one of my favorite bits. And uh, the club so, yeah, sauce bit. The club sauce bit. Yeah, he's reading and the then, menu. And then the same with him and Tony Wonder. Uh, when they, they, that was the only bit that I seemed to really enjoy during the the Netflix remount was oh, him he, and Tony Wonder with the sames. Exactly. I mean, his whole thing. That character is is Job. It was just brilliant. Where it's like. Uh, uh, he buys that, you know, that pigeon or whatever, a dove immediately crushes it. Uh, what is your return policy? <laughs> and then I stuff oh, in the his guy brief- in the $4,000 suit is going to take notes from the, <laughs> like always mentioning how expensive his suits are. <laughs> hey, um, dev, de- dead dove do not eat. Uh, hey, you know, there's a dead dove in the freezer. Yeah, you didn't eat it, did you? <laughs> <laughs> so the guy is hilarious i mean uh, um bojack horseman is another great netflix if you guys haven't watched that um yeah, former former husband of amy poehler uh yeah i go back and forth on her but yes yeah, so anyway. fantastic uh voice actor little and actor as well um I, on the back of his performance i was excited to see it alone and um it was great. I did you think that it, it was better in the small dosage cameo role, or did you think it's it worked as a standalone movie? Uh, well, I might be. I'm not sure if I'm because well, my favorite superhero is Batman, so I normally get mm-hmm. into everything Batman. Uh, so I was fine with it. It had a ton of Batman bits. They added every single villain, almost too many villains, uh, with yeah. this one. They had every single reference. And I never read a comic book. I know some people get super into, oh, you know, this is uh, uh, not true to the comic book, blah, blah, blah. This is more gra- the graphic novel to this. And, like, I've never uh, been one to get either excited or upset about how, accurately the comic books or a cartoon has been followed i just kind of do you think people actually cared about that uh with no with not this with this no oh, i yeah, don't okay. think so but I, I'm uh just saying. yeah uh batman was never a lego character in the comics <laughs> yeah. no exactly. um yeah i mean they kind of blew well, their commissioner own. gordon's daughters you know that's never been a reference to She's any not... sort of publication although i think commissioner gordon's daughter is batgirl right I that's the thing uh is it is i she? mean is that normally because Alicia that... Silverstone in in the Batman Forever movie, or no, Batman, Batman the Returns, Clooney one. No, oh. it's, no, Alicia Silverstone oh, yeah, in the right. Batman, the Clooney one. Whatever I'm thinking of Catwoman. Called. Yeah, yeah, he. I was Batman Forever. No, Batman, no, Batman and Robin. Forever's Batman and Robin. That's it. Batman that's and it. Robin with George Clooney Correct. and Alicia. Yeah, just because Batman Forever is Jim Carrey and Tommy Lee Jones, and uh-huh. then Batman and Robin has Mister Freeze, mm-hmm. Schwarzenegger, and all that terrible. Yeah, so okay, they 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 really blew their their wad on this, just kind of like every single uh, you know, and that, every single supervillain just kind of packed it all into one big joke. Um, and I don't I, know if you do this when you're watching these movies. One of my favorite games to play is Guess the Voice. Do you do Guess the Voice? And I did sure. it with the original Lego movie, yeah, and I yeah, do it for with sure. this one too. Like and I didn't I didn't know it was Chris Pratt in the original until much later on. I don't I don't exactly. think. Like I didn't but, know. Like, Will Arnett was easy to spot. Um, yeah, obviously. And like, Morgan Freeman and a few of the other guys. It was like, oh, okay, that's clearly. Uh, well, so I, this one had some challenges, though. Uh, I, uh, yes, on on all but a few. I mean, like Michael Sarah is clearly Robin. Uh, I I actually got Rosario Darson, but it took me a minute as Batgirl. 
Uh, Ralph Fiennes is pretty obvious as Alfred. See, I got him. He was one of the ones that I was like struggling with through half the movie. I was like, oh my god, it's well, you say Ralph, I say Rafe. Uh, oh, Rafe. Rafe Fiennes, which was also pretty funny because throughout the there's the bit in the movie where Lego Batman goes to that island. Uh, the, the the prison in outer space and one of the characters is Voldemort so they had they, they had a Ray Fiennes character voiced by somebody else as Ray Fiennes is playing Alfred in, yeah. in the movie which I thought yeah, was kind of interesting that is, well on that same note it's like whenever I see Joker who you know in animated form or otherwise I'm like it's gotta be Mark Hamill that, that's just who Joker is um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the the huge, you know. With he's super famous as the the animated Joker, but but, the, but this time but, was Galifianakis. Yeah, I I did not. I would not have guessed that. I'm looking at it right now, and I had no idea. I actually I didn't get any of the villains. Jenny Slate as Harley Quinn. I wouldn't have guessed. Yeah, Jace, that, that Jason Matz, uh as Scarecrow. Conan O'Brien as the Riddler. Doug Benson as Riddler Bane. has like one line. It was. They, he probably did that voiceover from his phone. Yeah. <laughs> to his show. Oh, by the way, Eddie Izzard is Voldemort. Yeah, this is like, okay. I mean, a murderer's row of anybody uh, who's anybody is showing up for one day of studio work to to do their line for. Yeah, this movie. I mean, just because the first one was so fun and they can get anyone to just come in and do it real quick. But all right, so if you're gonna go jokey Batman voice with Will or not, then you can't exactly go. Super serious, you know. Uh, yeah, Mark Hamill is the Joker. Uh, I just, uh, I think it was, it was too Zach Galifianakis. It was like, you know, it it, it played up the joke of like this whiny ex girlfriend clinging chick, and I get that whole angle. I just think it like, it kind of just it didn't really last the ninety minutes or whatever it is. It I it, can feel you on that. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't a laugh riot from beginning to end, and no. they they did it, 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 more or less. It's a spoof. You know, yeah, it's a completely spoofing, and that's where a lot of not a, a lot, but enough of these. Because um, you mentioned Guardians of the Galaxy, you can throw Deadpool in there, you can throw this movie in there, and it seems that there's a subgenre of superhero spoofing movie like there's so many of them that it's kind of there's been at least three that i just mentioned that are like oh we're the superhero movie that makes fun of superhero movies and everyone's like oh isn't that original it's like well no there's already been three of those now yeah i mean it's just like the entire world building that's going on it's like any little asshole character that was made some minor appearance can get a whole movie made yeah, um, he gets a whole movie, but then you know, so but those movies, they're 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 kind of like calling out all of the the you know tropes or the things that happen in a superhero uh, in the superhero structure yeah. of a movie, and you know it's kind of you know going against the grain in that, and and you know so you know that's kind of this is kind of more of that. Uh, Will Willownet as Batman was a lot of fun, definitely in the original Lego. And then, but I think when you put it into a full on yet another comic book movie, I just if it's not you know Christopher Nolan breaking boundaries and making you know or like Heath Ledger with a you know groundbreaking performance, I just I can't, I don't have that much. I it's patience for it anymore. It's like oh, it was fun. It was completely different. It was Lego. It was it was you know funny, but. It's still at the end of the day is another comic book movie, and it's just there's such a flooding of the market of this that it's I only have so much, just, you know, I, 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 attention span. You know what I mean? Yeah, but there is something to be said. I just, you know, I mean, it's 
it's definitely for children. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess you that's know, true. They, they put they put you know they put stuff in there for guys like me and you. Um, the humor is pretty tame compared to uh, even Family Guy or, or certainly South Park. So yeah, you know you're right. it, it is really PG to us. Um, but you know I had a I had some good laughs in it, honestly, and uh, I would I give it a recommend and you know for it, sure I would I would calm anyone down that got too excited about it, but I definitely mm-hmm. I. I felt that maybe a little stretched to, you know, uh, 70 minutes or so. But overall, it was, you know, it was good. Hour and 44 minutes was the run time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, kind of a perfect uh, stay-at-home streaming movie. I, I, I didn't feel like I missed anything not seeing it in theaters. Uh, and I'm the biggest advocate of anyone for, like, appreciating cinematography and see it. And it's in, you know, the original form and all that. Well, and these uh, movies are really well done with the animation. Like it's yeah. it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's another great game besides play uh, the voices just to kind of see how they they'll do an explosion with red and yellow uh, Legos and, or you know when he falls into the water or just any anything like that. It's always cool to kind of see how they pull it off. Uh, yeah. Lego-fied. So like the like the plot aside and how kind of sappy and self serious it got at the end, I I did I was pleasantly surprised with Michael Sarah, um, because sometimes his his little whiny voice gets annoying, but I think he, he really worked as Robin as like a total pussy, uh, which everyone knows that character is. Um, so I I think that was a good match. I think those two with uh Ray Fiennes was kind of a nice little threesome. Um, yeah, I mean if you feel the same way. No, I do, I do, and uh, yeah, I thought that the the core group at the end ended up being uh, just very solid. And it's it's hard to kind of judge a performance. I actually just got in the argument the other day um, because uh, I saw the the rock trailer for Jumanji. Uh, do you see the new Jumanji trailer yet? I had no idea. I had no idea. Anyway, the so rocks I saw in the new, new Jumanji. Yeah, so the rocks in this new Jumanji trailer, in my opinion, it looks awful, and I kind of. I was um, at a rehearsal of mine and people were talking about it. And I was like, can you name five good rock movies? Uh, and they were very, they were stretching very hard to try to name them. And one of the, the movies that was just an automatic lock was Moana. And I was like, well, can that be, yes, his voice is in it, but you can edit a, <laughs> you can edit a, a vocal performance to, 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 to make a performance. I don't, I don't know if you can give someone credit for a performance in an animated movie. Does yeah, that make sense? I, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, um, I think there are phenomenal voice acting performances. I mean, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what's his name? Who does all the Sidaris, that guy who does. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Andy, Andy, Andy. Uh, Sidakis or something. Well, the nah, guy that does like, yeah. That's Andy Circus. Andy Circus. Yeah. I mean, that guy's doing an, uh phenomenal you know uh fa- facial capture motion capture work as well as the voiceover stuff um yes I, but yeah like developing the golem voice that's something that you know I, that is a performance but they even you know that's why they had him when they were doing uh when they were doing king kong when peter jackson was doing king kong he gave that guy a, a, a an actual vocal role as well as the king kong role so they could try to get him nominated yeah because the 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 performance that he did in Gollum with just the, the facial animation and stuff, they, they didn't deem it worthy enough of a performance because it was, you know, it's still animated. Yeah. With, yeah, I, I agree. And I mean, it's just one of those things where, you know, animated movies weren't even a category for so many years. And 
Yeah. Like, I think eventually but, it'll be. So this nice. this core group, the the core group of characters, though, I I did I did like. Um, uh, I like the core. I didn't really like the cattlecade of uh, 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 supervillains, but I guess that's just a problem with the plot more than anything. Um, but I did like kind of the little jokes that they got in with Batman and Robin and and uh, and Alfred. I think that that all worked and it was funny. Um, but yeah, so let's let's shut the book on that. Um, moving on to Edge of Seventeen, uh, yet another coming of age indie comedy drama. But uh, I I I I thought this was great. I didn't, you know. I mean, every, I feel like every coming of age c- dramedy comes out. It's like this is breaking the rules with, you know, coming yeah, of age you, films. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, the perks of being a wallflower, unlike anything you've seen or <laughs> all the other related films. Uh, but yeah, I was really based on the buzz, and this was uh, this one got a ninety five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So immediately the antenna goes up for me. I'm like, oh man, mm-hmm. this is something I really missed, and I hadn't heard any buzz. I hadn't any, anyone say like, have you seen this? It looks, it was really good. So. Um, you know, it definitely gone under the radar and, and seemed like it was, um, yeah, 95 gets my wiener to go like, hmm, yeah, <laughs> um, it's five boners on the boner scale. Oh, which yeah, of course, definitely. is out of five boners, out of five boners, she exploded. <laughs> I, I, I don't remember this movie, uh, like the, the run up to it. I, I guess, you know, come out, it came out in November and I, I totally forgot about it. Until you had mentioned you went to go see it, um, but an, another perfect movie to stream. You know, it's one of the ones that goes through the circuit. It, it's battling with all the big Oscar buzz movies. It, it's hard to stake out a place. It probably made almost no money, um, but was well, made yeah, for no money. And this one has almost, in terms, of you, you're talking about cliches. This one has almost every cliche in the book. You know exactly which dude. She's going to end up with at the end of this thing. There's a Ferris wheel scene. There's yeah. a brother sister rivalry. Uh, there was, um, you know, For- there's there was a lot of things that it kind of reminded me. One one movie that, uh, in terms of the high school, the you know high school problem kid, uh, that I thought absolutely nailed it was the movie Election. And I was kind of hoping yeah. that this movie would uh, wasn't that isn't that Payne Alexander Payne didn't he do a Election? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and and that was you know it's Reese Witherspoon. If you haven't seen Election, go see it. But that's the movie that like kind of very dark comedy wise, uh, uh, you know, went in and and you know it had you know, kids having issues in high school. It had the brother sister rivalry going on between um, what's his face from American Pie, uh, Klein. And oh yeah, uh, his like lesbian sister, and uh, there's all sorts of crazy. And then you got like Reese Witherspoon with her teacher, and there was all sorts of madness going on in that high school. But you know, I Matthew thought that Broderick that... was really funny as like the I don't give a shit anymore teacher. But oh, then like yeah. this Reese Witherspoon like valedictorian is trying to like flirt with him and all that stuff. Like I, I meet Reese Witherspoon types all the time. She absolutely destroyed that movie. But um, this movie kind of goes, uh, this kind of has like a little bit of that because the brother and, and her best friend. But it really kind of falls into a almost like Juno Breakfast Club. Kind it's of totally like that. that. It's it's Juno meets Breakfast Club for sure. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, this girl's uh, <laughs> Haley, Haley Steinfeld's really good in it. Yeah. Uh, and that's our that's our friend from True Grit. Um, that's she right. Was only, she was only like 15 or 16 in True Grit. 
or something. She was very young when they filmed True Grit, and she got nominated for that movie. Uh, so she was kind of right. young on the scene, and she's disappeared for. Yeah, I mean, when you start that young, you know, but she's disappeared for probably like how long ago has that been? Like four or five years, and so yeah, now she's I think like at least high five. school age. Uh, well, disappeared. She, she probably like went to live her life for a hot second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I didn't but, mean to say it like that. She, no, she's no, probably no. been training, honestly. But Did, um, and I thought she was really you know good, and she had layers in her character. Um, but I mean, the, Woody's this. Oh yeah, I, he totally. St- he's the whole reason this is like any like any sort of departure from the norm. He's he and once again proves my theory. Woody Harrelson is having a phenomenal second half of a career. That's a great point. Uh, that is such a good point. Crushed and it he, in True Detective. Uh, is hilarious in this. Um, what about uh the zombie movie? Um, uh. He he was the he yes. was fantastic in the zombie movie with him and um uh Z- Zombie Land right Zombie Land yeah yeah that uh, was that was kind of like his comeback I feel like right he did Zombie Land and he'd be gone for a while I mean what did he do before that Kingpin I don't even remember yeah not but, a ton but you know and the actually the worst of all these movies that he's done in this back half of the career is the uh the fucking Hunger Games. Yeah, like those are the, those are the, 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 and uh, I don't know that's those movies were just so lame. But he, well, that's uh, just him cashing in. You know, I, I don't yeah. really mind that. Uh, but yeah, you're right. What a great second half he's had. Seven Psychopaths as well. I'm looking. Um, Seven Psychopaths was great. Yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with that one. But um, yeah, not a bunch. Uh, I, I'm not even recognizing any of these movies. Our boy McDonough didn't McDonough write that? Uh huh. Yeah, Martin McDonough. So. Anyway, yeah, so, you know, Woody as the wise-cracking, asshole, sarcastic teacher. Well, uh, he's kind of, he's the voice of reason, or he's the, the confidant, sort of the, the teacher that the, the kid can confide in, except he doesn't give a shit, or he, I mean, he, <laughs> which, he does. Which that is, that is bucking the trend. Yeah. A lot of times the teachers, they're like, oh, my God, I'm with you. Please, you know, my door's open anytime. Yeah. And this guy's like, get out of here. You're ruining my lunch. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to commit my suicide. It's almost like bad teacher, <laughs> yeah. bad Santa. Hilarious. Yeah, exactly. Um, but then there's a really nice moment when the shit hits the fan and, you know, he and she can't go home and she's, you know, she's kind of tail spinning and you see him with his, he goes home and you meet his wife and his little baby and he's talking to his, who's got stinky feet? Oh, my baby got stinky feet. And it's just yeah, a really just like cool a, a great dad who like, yeah, you know, like he never got defensive when she was like, you're just like a loser teacher who's like just burnt out and you're just, you know, you're just alone and you don't have anybody. And he like doesn't get offensive at all. He just like kind of lets her vent. And then you like see that he's perfectly content and totally happy. And, um, I don't yeah. know, he, he just really enjoys his lunch and not being bothered or that's just his, he, he uh, his irreverent nature where the, this, these teenage girls come in and say they're going to commit suicide, uh, every single day. And, you know, it happens more and more in a real sense, but yeah, he, he he's actually able to kind of pump the brakes a bit on, you know, let's bring this back to reality. This, you, this is just a boy that you sent a sex to. Let's not freak out. And then yeah. he goes like, you know what is the worst part of my day? Blah blah blah. And like he's he's like, you think he's gonna go off in this whole like bullies and this and like people's self esteem and oh my god, it's so bad. He's like, but he, but then he just goes into this whole thing where I have fifteen minutes a day <laughs> yeah. when yeah. I can put my feet up 
and enjoy my lunch and you come in here and it's just like this girl's pouring her heart out to him and is devastated and he's like i'm trying to eat my lunch oh it's great great bit another great bit uh i might even call it the gold star favorite bit of the uh show new, new segment we're doing here is favorite bit um but when she comes to him and it's the anniversary of her dad's death Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, when was that? She was like, two years ago. And he was like, oh, okay, well, uh, I have a statue of limitations (laughs) after one year. But hang in there. I'm sure you have a grandparent that's going to go down soon. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, that was was on my laugh chart. Uh, Cold-blooded Woody. I know. He just, just throws like, a video. He throws a video in the shitty like video <laughs> TV and just walks out of the class. Yeah. Enjoy. There will be blood. I, or no, it was like Lincoln and yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was like uh, like the original like enjoy old Lincoln like made old, in yeah. the <laughs> 1930s. About to watch this black and white docudrama. <laughs> I wonder if they still have those those kind of TVs that you wheel in. And they're all like strapped down. Yeah, strapped down. With like a laser disc on the second level. Yeah, those were those are definitely those were always good days though when you saw. Oh yeah, either when you you saw the TV get wheeled in, or Mm -hmm. when you saw the saw it had already parked in there. If you had a class later in the day, and you're like that rental number on the side. Yeah, movie movie day. But I mean, did you have any flashbacks? See, I didn't, and I don't want to sound too big of a turd here. But I didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't a, a big loser in high school. And most of the movies that are made about high school nowadays are about the losers. Well, yeah, They're old rud. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I, I had friends, man. You know, uh, you're, you're. You guys are talking to the. Uh, you know, uh, you're the villains uh, in these movies. You're like the douchey yeah, bullies. It was, you know what? They don't get enough time. They don't give enough voice to the popular. Uh, you know, white guy. I don't know, man. Did, 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 did you did you see everybody wants some? I mean, give me a break. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, you like that That's transition? Our, our, that. our our Blake Jenner lead role. He was he was also in Everybody Wants Some. Hey, I loved Everybody Wants Some. But did it, you did you relate to any of this, or did you just kind of have fun? Uh, I related to it in the same way that I related to Juno, and that it was like this awkward teen girl trying to get fucked. And <laughs> I mean, that's in that I did not relate to it at all, but. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, girls arguing with their friends and and just trying to date the cute boy. And actually, uh, in a very real sense, I I related to the one part where um she tries to suck it up and like, all right, I'm it's just a party. Who cares? I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna have fun. Like, stop being so weird. And she gets there and like the only person that's talking to them is like the super creepy weird dude. She's like, I can't do this. Walks out, calls her mom. Like, can you come pick me up? That I remember that being me because, like, you know, I had my group of friends and and whatever. And then there's this like, you know, there's this one party where I was like, no, fuck it. There's like this girl I really want to talk to, uh, and like a friend of mine that I kind of knew from the football team was like, oh yeah, you should come. I went there and was like super awkward, and like didn't really feel like holding a conversation with these like jocks and like people drinking, yeah. and it just like wasn't my scene at all. And I I I called my mom and had her pick me up from this party. It was like uh, my my first crack at going to a uh, a high school drinking party, and uh, couldn't hang. Had to had to uh, do the one. I didn't. I've never heard that story. Yeah, but yeah, that yeah. definitely happens in this. It was actually a really nice scene on the porch where she goes out to sit, and uh, you know, some you know, some person's like, "Hey, have you ever seen the movie Twins?" 
<laughs> it's like yeah. one one of the one of the siblings gets like all the personality and charm and good looks, and the other one is just Danny DeVito. Yeah. <laughs> that reminds me of your life. Yeah, you're like Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think had to be saying that on purpose. That there's no way that that could have just been accidentally terrible. They had to know well, that they were laying that bomb. Well, for sure, it, it was kind of like uh, like a precursor to Shermanator, right? From uh, yeah, American yeah. Pie, like like the 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 loser kid who thinks he's really cool. And so she can't even find solace in like this freak guy outside the party. Even he's going to rag on her. Yeah. But yeah, the edge is 17, uh, 95% run tomatoes. I, I thought it was great. I mean, I feel like a lot of these movies are bleeding together. Uh, the edge is 17, Juno, Bre- I mean, you know, all the new school breakfast club movies. Yeah. Um, still, you know, still with the, uh, pointing up or looking up at John Hughes and all the great work that he was able for to do. sure. Um, you know, Boyhood. I mean, that was kind of that kind of broke a lot of uh, uh, norms. But again, it's it's oh what oh uh wait what am I thinking of? We already said Perks of Being a Wallflower. What's like another one? I can't I can't think of all the names. I I feel like they all have like three words in them. Well, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Uh, you've got. Uh, yeah, then you got dazed and confused, and um, you know, but those are all, those are all like what it's what they're drawing from. I'm talking about like like the movies get that get made now, um, and just kind of they're all in the kind of the same group. Mm. But it, but anyway, I I like this one a whole lot. Um, it was good. It's good. It's a great another great stream watch. Yeah, for sure. And let's uh, so let's move on to the third one. We're going to talk about uh, slightly different than what we've. Had so far, um, Life, the sci-fi thriller starring uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, Ryan Reynolds, um, notably. Uh, what did you think? Well, uh, this has a 67%, so it's not as high as the other two that we saw. But uh, I actually, I did not have high expectations for this. Uh, when it came out, it looked like an alien clone. I felt that I was going to be watching very similar beats and uh, I ended up getting into it way more than I thought I would. How about yourself? Yeah, um, like I was saying earlier, so this came out about the same time as like Logan, John Wick 2, Get Out, uh, the Kong Skull Island, which I didn't see. But, you know, like five kind of like you go to the movies on the weekend, you got to pick one of those. Mm-hmm. I, I saw Get Out and Logan, which I think was the right call. But Yes, um, I, yes definitely. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, this one kind of falls in between the two types of alien spaceship movies you'd have because it's not a thinking man sci-fi. It's not uh, there's there's not a ton of metaphor like a 2001 Space Odyssey, but it's also not gory like aliens. Like, there's well, not a ton of, when when it does get gory, it's not gory gory. Right. Um yeah, not at all. It's just it's just kind of it's exciting in a holy shit sort of a way. But I, I mean, I've seen reviews where it's like, this movie is more fun the less you think about it. And I guess, you know, you can just sit back and kind of like let it like absorb it, kind of like The Martian where he's like lifting, you know, just rattling off all these like uh, yeah. string theory, That's... you know, high end math. And you just kind of like, but it's done in a reverent way where you, you're not really supposed to understand everything he's saying. You just kind of like let it wash over you. I guess you could do that with with life here, but I think it's also kind of fun to really sort of pay attention and to try to like wrap your head around what what's going on and how how this could be real. Like you know, um, 
Mars is really interesting to scientists because, you know, like four billion years ago, it w had similar conditions to Earth. I mean, that's grounded in reality. So there's like a chance mm -hmm. you could reanimate, like, like, why is it now this barren desert? Oh, well, maybe like this, you know, organi organism, like, wiped out everything else. Yeah, they sucked up every single resource. Yeah. And oh. I, I, I kind of like, like starting from that place of plausibility. And uh, I think it maybe it, maybe it went a bit too uh, blockbuster in a way. And, but, you know, you have to. You have to. It, it, I think it borrowed too heavily from Alien. But at the same time, you got to put butts in seats uh, and, and yeah, make it and thrilling. Yeah, and again, I, the, the, the one little issue I had with it was the, the alien. Uh, what was the name of the alien again? Oh, like Calvin? Yeah, Calvin. Calvin, Calvin, exactly. Calvin was completely special effects. It was just, you know, for a long time, that floating organism. And, it, you know, it's just, it got, it just, when it, when it's the whole, when the villain is just animated. Yeah. I have, a, I, have I, I, I detach a little bit sometimes, but I, I got past that. Uh, I well, thought the ending was. Well, because it was, was so naked, it was so naked, right? You, you saw it completely. Yeah, I mean, there was no sort of like hiding in the shadows. Where is it going to come from? Everything. But is as it's evolving, it grew a face and it grew teeth and yeah you know and we never really fully saw it i mean i guess at the end you kind of see like the face a little bit so so you're yeah. you're a guy that hates when he's not fooled i assume you saw this coming from a mile away i did not really i was well at the when just by the when the pod finally lands in the middle of whatever you know uh ocean that is in the pacific uh somewhere off thailand i think yeah, and you hear the kind of ominous music coming. I was like, "Oh, you know, obviously this something happened." But um, I, I, uh, I, 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 I didn't know. I, I had a feeling that there, you know, something was fishy. No pun intended. Happening <laughs> in the ocean there, but I, uh, I, uh, I didn't know exactly how it happened based on the information that I had had going through the scene prior. Mm -hmm. So I actually went online and kind of read a synopsis of, of the ending of that movie. And it's like, Oh, that's right. There's a thing. And there's like a, a collision and yeah, they uh, pull the old switcheroo on you. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's the, there's like a meteor collision again. And yeah. Well, it was like, they slightly took it off path, uh, or cause like they're cutting back and forth between the two pods that are released. Simultaneously. Exactly. So I thought that was very effective. That, um, uh, I thought so too. I, I mean, uh, I didn't really see it coming from a mile away, but then again, I try not to solve the ending. Um, but, but when it's like he's being taken over and like, he, you know, the thing has trapped his arm up against the wall. So now he's no longer in control. Um, yeah, yeah. I, and you just think like, well, there's no way that like, if this thing has control over the controls and it's constantly evolving, I, I bet he's smart, smart enough to know the coordinates to, to guide it. Yeah. yeah, to guide it. And like, okay, so now Jake Gyllenhaal is has is has lost control. Um, is no longer able to because he was just like trying to stay alive long enough to traject it out of the orbit. Mm -hmm. Um, and then okay, they're gonna go off into space. Uh, you know, and but they couldn't just let that. They couldn't just let that. Uh spaceship that they were in get sucked up by the atmosphere because the only thing that would survive on down to earth would have been Calvin. Exactly. So, so they, they had to just so shoot it off into uh, the nothingness. Into of... Nothingness. Exactly. But so, yeah, I, I think, well, that speaks to what I think was the most successful about this was like the kind of the discombobulation with uh, the camera angles. And it was just like, you never knew which way was up and which way was down. 
I think they did a great job of like kind of transporting you to zero gravity with with uh, the camera placement. Yeah, well, well, ever since Avatar, and then it was absolutely perfected in Gravity. You can't do as you can't just do a simple space movie anymore. Like they have to have that technology behind it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I I also throw I'll also throw in um. Uh oh my god. Apollo gosh. thirteen. No 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 the uh, the the Leo movie uh, Inception kind of like that that rotating oh, yeah, the rotating yeah. hallways. I think mm-hmm. uh, the because the the set that's constantly in rotation. I think they do a great job of incorporating that in in terms of like yeah the. Any space movie has got to have floating astronauts in zero gravity. I would have been interested to see this thing in 3D. It, it seems like a very 3D movie. I don't know if it was absolutely released in 3D. But yeah. it, that was one. That I, I think any space movie should be released in 3D. And you see the people kind of hovering. And that's it, it's a great effect. I remember the first time I was watching Avatar and that, that opening scene happened. And, you know, they were kind of... Uh, suspended in air and it just was like oh man this is definitely a new experience yeah avatar in 3d and imax that though those opening shots were like wow this is something like i've never seen before that was definitely but since everyone here listening probably missed life in the theater in 3d give it a stream give it a stream give it a little stream cool well that's gonna wrap up the uh the three movies to stream um, should we let's uh, let the beer stream? <laughs> let's let the beer stream for Fourth of July. Fourth of July. Real quick, I just wanna I I posed this question to you early in the week, and uh, I'm not sure if we have time, but uh, we'll make it quick. Uh, two of my biggest laughs in television have been <laughs> these small ancillary characters that you and I know and love. Uh, just like these these guys that come in, um, like specifically Simpsons and South Park, uh, talking about. Uh, so the debate is who, who who's funnier? What Dave Shutton of the Springfield Daily Shopper? In uh, I mean, he's made a number numerous appearances, but I'm talking yeah, specifically Dave Shutton, Springfield Daily Shopper. Yeah, I, I, the, uh, uh, so the one I'm talking about is when uh, it's Who Shot Mr. Burns Part Two. Classic, classic, classic episode. Classic episode. Every, everybody thinks, you know, Wayland Smithers Wayland's- did it. Well, because he admits to it. He, you know, he blacked out and, he, uh, he, you know, he, he blacks out drunk. Oh, Mr. Burns. Oh, no, oh. what did I do? What he, did I do? So he, he admits to it, and then there's a media firestorm. Uh, so, and they do almost a Lee Harvey Oswald exactly. parody. Yeah. Where it's a, it's a narrow hallway, and the police are marching Wayland Smithers into into court or towards the, the whatever holding cell he's going to be in. He, he's ca- he's, rush... sequ- he's sequestered, essentially. Great word. Great word. And this rush of media <laughs> just barrels towards Waylon Smithers. I, hot, guy to speak. Hottest, hottest news item of the day. Like, everybody knows about this. Everyone, like, wants to get the sound bite from Waylon Smithers. Dave Shutton sprints to the front of the line and goes... <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, Dave Shutton, Springfield Daily Shopper. Uh, who are you? Where are you going? Oh, oh, oh do your research, Shutton. Ken Brockman brushes <laughs> yes, him off. No, Brockman, Brockman, the, the professional, just can't deal. What is the, he doing the, there? What is he doing? He how no does he know? Idea what oh, what a scoop. Is. He, how did he even know to get to the 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 apartment complex to wait outside this guy's apartment? <laughs> has no idea who he is. Uh <laughs> Now, just because the rest of the news is there, but he has yeah, no, I no love prior, it. 
Oh, so anyway. Such a small and role. Then of course- and then, of course, we come to Dr. Pal, who's probably a lesser-known character. He's uh, He makes one appearance in South Park. Uh, the episode is called Erection Day. I believe where uh, where Jimmy got the erections. Jimmy Bulmer is getting uh, involuntary erections in school. There's a talent show coming. Uh, he's due have you to seen it? have you heard about it? Oh, have you seen it? Have you heard about this? He is uh, a shoe in to win this talent competition due to his stand up comedy. Everyone else is like, oh, why even enter? Jimmy's gonna crush it, but he keeps getting erections, so he doesn't want to get up and speak in public. <laughs> So, uh, uh, I mean, the the whole episode is great. I, w- I won't give the whole synopsis, but uh, so he comes home, and his parents are me like, Jimmy, we heard you've been having erections in school. What? Uh, 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 uh. And then uh, they're like, uh, Listen, I know, uh, Jimmy, I know it's hard for you to talk about this because you've been having a hard time. Get it? A hard time. So, so they they bring on this uh, what do you call him like a social worker kind of yeah just a kids therapist a, a kids therapist Doctor Pal oh hey hey it's Doctor Pal because I'm a doctor but also your pal you get it like the super cool guy like cool guy kids kids guidance counselor I could talk we could talk about what anything we want man yeah um well so I heard you get any erection in school oh I can't say erection from the parents oh it's so embarrassing oh, oh. uh yeah kind of um. Well, uh, excuse me, mom and dad, but let us hipsters talk in Prevo. Prevo, yeah. <laughs> so the parents leave, and this guy, Dr. Pal, sits down with Jimmy, and it's like, now, Jimmy, as you go, as you get older, and you, your body goes through all these changes, and, um, you know, so it, it does things you might not expect. So it's perfectly natural. And so if you like, we can take off our shirts and kiss. Uh, What? Ooh, hey, hey, nothing. That's just Dr. Pal taking you in a different direction, making you think things you wouldn't, you know, would normally expect. Unless, of course, you, th- you think we should take off our shirts and kiss? <laughs> uh, no, I, I do not think we should take off our shirts and kiss. Well, then to hell with you, kid. You can just do your problems on your own. <laughs> gets his jacket and leaves. Yeah. <laughs> just, just was only there to get blown by this little... Uh, <laughs> or, or, take off her shirt and kiss. <laughs> Wants to get naked and kiss with this... D- disabled kid who's getting popping boners. So uh, now, I, to when, answer your question, I still have to go with Shutton. You think and you think Shutton? Two reasons. All right, let's hear it. Shutton got a the same uh, type of laugh from me—a very hard uh, gut bust laugh mm-hmm. with, by, while doing less, and it was also in a much more significant episode. Yes, that was a. I mean, at the time, the joke was missed on me, like, because I was 10 years old or whatever. Correct. I I rediscovered that episode and that brilliant laugh. Um, uh, Dr. Pal, in the moment, I think we watched that episode when it aired. Or maybe we had missed it. It was like the season before. before. It was me, you, and Greg watching it. We watched that bit 15 times. Yeah, we watched that episode at Greg's um, while... uh, at, at summer, uh, you know, school had let out and we were staying at his apartment, kind of, you know, kicking it up there after, after school classes had ended. We watched that episode. I fell off the chair I was sitting on, rolled around laughing, crying, laughing. We, and we, we went back and watched that over and over and over. I, th- I mean, I, 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 I'll give it to you that Dave Shutton, I mean, he's I, been. You know what? Now you might be selling me because if I had to just show two the people, if I had to sit someone down who had no prior knowledge of either show and just show them each the bits, they'd probably <laughs> say, 
you know, that that uh, Dr. Pal would take it. I think Dr. Pal gets the bigger laugh. Uh, I think Dave Shutton gets the smarter laugh with less. But I I, I don't know. I, I for me, Dr. Pal, that I mean, and I I I did it a horrible uh, justice just now, but at the I that, thought you did just fine. That is that is the the la- that is the hardest I can remember laughing, um, and that's that's not a joke. I, but that, I, I mean that's that's a standout uh, bit in a episode that has a ton of it. That that episode also gives us the wow, how very interesting. Please ooh, tell but, me more. Yeah, where, where Cartman's uh, <laughs> uh, coaching Jimmy on how to get laid. Taking a girl to Buca de Fagaccini's. <laughs> From a primo Italiano. <laughs> primo Italiano. Making him, making him sit through all their bullshit talk and just like, yeah, all right, now, Jimmy, when she's finally done yapping, say, uh, oh, how very interesting. Please tell me more. Oh, or just like repeat. Well, I've never thought about that. Yeah. But you're right. Repeat the last thing she said and then say, oh, I never thought about that. Please tell me more. And like, it's essentially what dating is, where you're just like, uh-huh, uh-huh, oh yeah, that's really interesting. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, I never thought about it that way. Yeah, but you're right. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> and then he tries to... The nut gobbler, he picks up this big fat nut hooker. Gobbler. The whole episode is great, and nobody nobody knows who Dr. Pal is. Another th- great bit in that, another great bit of that is when Cartman's at the talent show, and he's doing select readings from Scarface. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Eric Cartman with select, select readings from Scarface. <laughs> You'll need me so you can say, that's the bad guy. That's the bad guy. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so Dr. Pell, all that greatness is happening, and Dr. Pell's right in there. Yeah, he's, he's in it's It's a really top to bottom, one of my favorite episodes. And Dr. Pell, as a walk-on cameo, I mean, you never see him again. He's never come up ever. Actually, I think I think he could get some more screen time. Uh, yeah, if, if if they're trying to bring back, you know, I I, I see him and uh, PC Principal being friends. But anyway, we're getting off on a tangent. So tangi. yeah, I, we uh we are just it's tough to make a decision on who's the best. Let's just decide both brilliant bits. Both brilliant bits. Uh, very deep cuts. But I I, I hope we didn't lose anybody there. <laughs> anyway, uh, happy 4th of July. We're going to be back in a week. Uh, we're going to, uh, me and Bob are going to see Baby Driver, the, uh, Baby Driver. the hypest movie of the summer, other than, you know, the big tentpole blockbusters. John Hamm, Kevin Spacey, and some dude that I've never heard of before, but excited. Excited to chop it up. That's going to be a good one. All right. Well, let me go chop some strawberries into this 4th of July pie. Oh, there we go. With this this uh, episode brought to you by Fourth of July Strawberries from Trader Joe's. All and right. I'll talk to you soon. Good talking to you, Bob. Thank Later. everybody listening. Bye. Bye.